from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Good morning. Welcome into the program. This is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Mitch Moss along with Jonathan Von Tobel filling in today for Paulie Howard as we are in downtown Las Vegas. As always, Circa Resort and Casino is the spot for the next three hours. And here's kind of a rundown of what's coming up on today's show in terms of overall guests. We have Mike Puma, Mets beat writer, on the show coming up in an hour. I'm very intrigued what's going to happen today with Jacob deGrom. Currently scheduled to go in game one of a doubleheader for the Mets against the Braves. By the way, back-to-back days with a doubleheader for Atlanta. But, like, how long? How many pitches? How many innings? I want to know about the K-Prop. I want to know about all this stuff with DeGrom as he goes today. We'll recap the U.S. Open. Brady Cannon from Long Shots had John Rahm. Find out who he likes this weekend in the tournament early. Look, if anybody at this point. And a look ahead to the next major in July at the Open Championship. Brian Geltzeiler on the NBA and Teddy Greenstein. Later on from points bet, sports books, uh, JVT, uh, you are a father of soon to be two. Um, how was Father's Day yesterday? That was one hell of a sports day. Oh, it was great. And the best part was uh, my wife and kid took a nap for about almost three hours. Oh, uh, just getting, and it was right where everybody was crapping all over themselves on the golf courses. Sure. So at Torrey Pines. So no, it was absolutely brilliant. It was one of the best Father's Days you could ask for. Go out, give you know, give the gifts to the fathers that we had to. Come back home and then not get bothered for about four hours. How about you? Yeah, just, just, just the way the day laid out, like yep. to begin in the NBA twelve thirty with that game, yep. which was just sensational in my opinion. 
right? And then as that game's going on, you have this unbelievable leaderboard at the U.S. Open where, like, everybody's alive, all these big names, right? Here comes Kepka all of a sudden. Look at the Shambo. Kalamorikawa's making a run. McElroy's playing well. John Rahm is in the mix, among, you know, other guys that are doing it. And then, as you said, it just turned into, oh, God, that was the U.S. Open personified yesterday. Total Armageddon. And then that took us basically right, in fact, Rom winning and the way that he holed out, you know, the, the, the final two putts on 17 and 18, which were just, I mean, come on. Yep. To win the Open like that, and that leads us into, you know, Game 7 last night, Sixers-Hawks, and then this huge game with the Golden Knights and the Canadians. That's, that's what got me, actually, was the timing. It, like Everything was spread out so perfectly yesterday in terms of when stuff was starting, when it was finishing. Like, you didn't really miss anything Nothing. at all. And then you had Vegas, the Vegas game uh, paired up perfectly with the Philadelphia 76ers game. You could watch both of those at the same time. Uh, yesterday was one of the more brilliant sports days that I can remember in a really long time. Just the way that everything was spread out. And the fact that the NBA got it right with putting those two so far apart in terms of the time. Now, I think you can quibble with what's going on with the Western Conference Finals considering you know that's going on every other day. But then we get two days off for the Eastern Conference teams. I know. But I think that's kind of nuts. But regardless, I, yesterday was one of the best sporting days, just in terms of schedule, and then actually what happened that I can remember. In a yeah, long the time. way it actually, yep. the, the layout of the schedule, and then how it played out throughout the entire day. I would say I, I kind of get it. Like the the Suns Clippers maybe should have been the night game last night yeah. because of the quick turnaround, obviously for the Clippers, and you could have had the well, whatever. Then we're nitpicking, obviously. Right. But we have so much to get into today to recap. Looking at now new numbers, I thought the Bucks opening number was a bit high against the Hawks. And it's like, hold on a second here, because it just kept getting higher and higher and higher. And where we're sitting at today, I think, is... I know we'll talk about this, because I think you might like the Bucks as well. But also, just an overall... The, the bad beats that were taken at the Open with some of the top 10s, top 20s. Oh, sensational week, and we'll recap it all coming up next. This is Brent Musburger, and here is your VSIN action update. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The New York Islanders with a 3 2 win over the Tampa Bay Lightning to even up their Stanley Cup playoff semifinal series at two games each. Game five today, the Lightning, a $1.90 home ice favorite against the Islanders, plus 170. The total is five, juice to the over. Hawks with an upset of the 76ers, 103-96 as a seven-point underdog. They advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. Atlanta plus eight and a half at Milwaukee in game one on Wednesday. Baseball today, the Arizona Diamondbacks have dropped 17 straight. They're plus 113 at home against Milwaukee, laying $1.23. Be sure to check out our new betting splits feature on vcin.com before you place your next bet every day. We're posting the latest splits for games at current odds and what percentage of bets and money being placed on each game. Go to vcin.com and check out the betting splits plus live odds, line moves, and game analysis. Makes vcin.com the best place to visit before your next bet. With your action update, I'm Mike Senna. Get the latest vcin odds at vsin.com. Com. And remember, cash and tickets is what it's all about. It's time to follow the money with your hosts, Mitch Boss and Polly Howard. So here's the new feature that we have on the website, which is vsin.com. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds. What percentage of bets and money are being placed on each game? Check this info daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written. And if it matches the money coming in on those games, they'll be find a betting edge. And, of course, we all have uh, the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. So your next sports bet at vsin.com. 
Com. Okay, so after all of that, the game on Saturday night between the Nets and the Bucks, Bucks take it down in seven games. Durant's toe is on the line. A lot to react to with that, obviously. And then the Hawks go to Philadelphia, and the way they finish off the 76, I can't even imagine what sports radio is like today in Philadelphia. Last night, into today, and then probably for the rest of the week. You're right. I think that's probably exactly what hosts are. Like opening up, just like, guys, we just got to understand what just happened, you know? It's still, I'm sure every host (laughs) in that city is like, it's still the process, right? Right, yeah. We have to, we have to trust this, folks. We're ahead of schedule. Of course, right. right. <laughs> yes, yes. We can't expect to actually make the NBA yeah. Eastern Conference Finals. What are we talking about here? Especially against a team in which we held for four consecutive games, double-digit leads at one point, and, you know, <laughs> blew two massive halftime leads. No, I think, like, there's, it's funny because we like to, as, as a society, focus on one person to blame in all of this. Of course. There's of course. so much blame to go around for what just happened for the Philadelphia 76ers. Whether you want to focus on Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter, the passing up, the open layup, the not you know the the lack of attempts, the poor free throw shooting, Joel Embiid with what was it eight turnovers, really poorly timed turnovers as well, the the unimaginative offense from Doc Rivers, the fact that he doesn't figure out his bench lineups as well, he's rolling out Ben Simmons and Dwight Howard in the same lineup at times. Yeah, yeah. Like what are we doing? I think there's a lot of things to discuss here. Like there's a lot of fingers to point with the Philadelphia 76ers. Well, and you pointed out the turnovers, right? Yep. MB, I think at one point the Hawks had seven and Embiid had six mm-hmm. yesterday. And also, like, I know Rivers is going to get killed as well in this whole thing. And, you know, I mean, it's Doc Rivers in the playoffs and you're blowing big games and leads and everything like this all the time. So that's kind of his MO. And I will say that, like, that was, like, Herter was awesome yesterday, right? Yep. And who was he getting a majority of that action against? Like, that was coming against Seth Curry. Mm hmm. And so I know it's probably easy today to sit here and say, how do you not make a move against Seth Curry? you got to get him off that guy. Well, we just had this conversation going back to, like, game one when Trey Young was awesome, and we're like, where's Ben Simmons? Where's Thibel? you got, you got to have other defenders on this guy. He's killing you. Well, eventually, like, there's going to be a matchup problem for the, the 76ers on defense, right? Mm-hmm. And the Hawks have the pieces, at least they did in that series, to exploit that. And... You know, to benefit from it, and now to win the to win the whole thing in seven games. Well, here's the thing: Matisse Thybul had a key defensive possession against Kevin Herter. He smacked him in the head on a three point possession. Pro- that could have been flagrant, <laughs> right? And then, of course, he gets all three free throws down. Like, like again, like if you watch it in detail, there's so many things that went wrong for that team, and so many poorly timed issues. Whether it was a turnovers or Thybul's, uh, you know, foul on Herter down the stretch. And you're right; Herter was freaking awesome. Yeah. And, and you talk about coaching. Nate McMillan doing a great job. At the beginning of the series, Solomon Hill's not working for me in the starting lineup. Let's go to Kevin Herter. And what happened? Herter was absolutely fantastic. Go get him off the court. Yep. Yeah. Now, th- this is obviously a killer. And, I mean, the reaction now, again, is going to be something else. But look at this from Ben Simmons in the fourth quarter. And this took off last night. Dude, he shot three times in the fourth quarter all series. He never took a shot in games four through seven in the fourth quarter. And, like, so now the reaction last night was you got to get rid of the guy, right? There's no way he can be a part of the franchise moving forward. The process has got to be broken up, get rid of him. But I, you could go back to, like, last year. Again, they gave him, what, $178 million? Mm-hmm. Like, these teams are afraid that the players are going to get offended if they don't offer him, like, that max level kind of contract. What's wrong with signing Ben Simmons to $100 million? Or off, and because he's going to get offended and walk and go somewhere else? Mm-hmm. Okay, but then you're not tied down to a $178 million contract. Like, he hasn't a guy. He's got to be on the court, right? Has to be. Because he's like the point who runs a lot of stuff on the offense. 
And he's, by the way, a really good defender. Right. But he doesn't shoot. Yep. He's afraid. Well, and it seemed like uh, uh, this series, out of everything we've seen from Simmons, seemed more like Yips esque, right? Like he 100 percent had the Yips. Had to like whether it was passing up the wide open layup, you know, the free throw line, everything you're watching him practice right before the games, brick and free throws. He looked like he was freaked out when every time he went to the free throw line, he didn't want to be there. So I think the thing that I've always found really interesting with Simmons is like all of the issues around with his game, I feel like are fixable if he wants to fix them. Right, you know, we've talked about the fact that he shoots left-handed, even though he's right. Like all of those sort of things are, are things you can kind of change if you're Simmons, if you want to dedicate yourself to them. Yeah. You and I brought it up on Friday. the The list of guys who don't have a jump shot or didn't have a jump shot at the beginning of their careers who now do are endless, mm-hmm. and a lot of those guys transformed into like quality jump shooting dudes. Right, like reliable guys when they're open, like you have confidence they're going to actually make a shot. When Kawhi Leonard goes up for a mid-range jumper, you think he's going to miss? Like, no, no, right? Like, no. so there's like there's things that you can fix about it. That's what I've always found like fascinating with Simmons. But I think there's still something there. But you're right. Like the fourth quarter, at the end of the day, your second star has to be somebody who can reliably score or at least take an attempt in the fourth quarter. And the fact that he didn't for that long during the end of the series, it, it, that's incredible. No shots and the the the. One specific play came at the 3.30 mark of the fourth quarter when they're down by two, and Embiid was talking about this after the game as well. But it's when Simmons, on the low block, uh, do you know who was defending him, by the way, at that point? I don't remember. Was it Harris? I think it was. I'll look this really quick. I apologize. for Not Harris, obviously. It's his teammate. Mm -hmm. I forget who it was, who who he got around. And then instead of, like, taking – it was right there for him. Yep. There was no like rim protector there to say, Simmons, you're not going to dunk the basketball right now, or I'm going to reject your layup and send it five feet out of bounds. He got by the initial defender, and it was Trey Young waiting for him. Oh, it was Danilo Gallinari. It was Gallinari, okay. Yep. So he gets around Gallinari, and there's little itsy-bitsy Trey Young, and instead of going up strong, Simmons says, no, you take the basketball. Yep. I don't want to shoot. There's a foul. They make one out of the two. It's 88-87. They still trail, and after that, it just it kind of fell apart. Yep. And it was weird because, you know, I saw, I saw a lot of, like, why don't you go up for the layup? I didn't understand why he didn't go for the dunk. For the dunk? Right. Like, Trey Young, like you mentioned, is really small and slight. He could have gone up and just finished it. And then the end one is just gravy from there, right? If you don't hit it, you don't hit it. But, like, it's not like you were going to get fouled hard by Simmons. You're strong enough, or excuse me, by Young. You're strong enough to go through that. Like, that That was nuts. There was one possession two minutes earlier, I don't know if you remember, where in transition, it, it, there were four defenders, but two were behind him, two were in front. But it was like the Red Sea. He could have attacked and probably finished as well, but he decided to pull it back out, and they don't attempt to, like, there were so many different opportunities for Simmons. And, you know, what's weird is in the past we've seen him, right? Like a monster in transition, finishing, you know, 18-point triple-doubles all of the time, and yet like that wasn't there in this series. They worked this year, right? Like him and him and Embiid worked. There's yeah. a reason why they were number one overall seed. But like it, what happened in the series was incredible to watch and progressively get worse. And uh, Doc Rivers, after the game last night, asked if Ben Simmons can be a point guard on a championship team, and he's like, I, I don't know, I, I don't know the answer to that. How would you like to respond to that, JBT? So I didn't really love that. I don't think you did either, because at, you know what. Like, don't you at the end of the series, if you're a coach, like, ah, you know what? Yeah, I think he can. He's our guy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Just whatever coach nonsense. Because to me, the rebuttal is, are you a championship coach? Exactly right. Right? Like, your bench lineups have been awful. You had two massive double-digit leads that you blew in games, what, three and four, four or five, whatever it was. Like, the fact that you have been consistently outcoached in these types of situations, I don't know, it just came off as a little, like, pointing the finger for Doc Rivers. Doc, if we're, like, ranking the guys to blame in this, 
You can go Ben Simmons one, but I think Doc Rivers is probably number two. He's right there in the conversation <laughs> right. with him. He absolutely is. I was surprised by that. Really surprised and, and by it. The, the response to that would be, well, he did win a championship with Boston. Okay. Yeah, that was when Danny Ainge had like one of the, you know, that's like a Herschel Walker type trade, right? right? To bring in who he did and to team up, you know, Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen with Paul Pierce. Yeah, you should win a championship with that team, right? And they did. And without, like, putting together a super team like that, has Doc Rivers ever really been a good coach? I mean, with the Clippers, you can say that they failed every single year. Look well, look what's happening now. Look, the Clippers are in the Western Conference Finals. And here's the thing. It's like, when it comes to the way he ran the Clippers, remember at the beginning of the year where Paul George was talking about, like, ah, you know what, I didn't really like the way that Doc Rivers handled me as a, as a coach. Yeah. Everybody, everybody murdered Paul George. But... Ty Lue brings in Chauncey Billups, asks him to develop Paul George as a point guard and facilitator as opposed to running pin downs and trying to get him to be a shooting guard. Yep. What has happened? Paul George has been brilliant in the postseason. They've unlocked something with him. And even without Kawhi, they win against the Jazz in six, and they go to the Western Conference Finals. Of course. Yep. Amazing. It really is. So that's uh, to lose that, though, to have the one seed. And then I know that you you bet the, the, the 76ers right after they lost game one. Mm-hmm. Matt Humans did as well. The Hawks take care of business, and I, I got to tell you, I mean, Trey Young did not shoot the ball well, like for the entire series, yep. and he was a disaster yesterday. And like the entire time that you looked down at the box score, here's Young. He's two of twelve now. Guess what? They have a five point lead. Like, how is this happening? Young's horrendous in the game shooting, and the Seventy Sixers don't have the lead. He shot forty percent from the floor in the series, Trey Young. And they won in seven. And games. they won in seven games. I just he's he has no. I mean, but they, even like the like it's Trey Young. I gotta say, like from an anecdotal standpoint, the guy is pretty good. Getting oh, no, no, bulldozed I, by I, Dwight I, Howard and doing the pushups, the yeah. three, the key three late. Yep. right. That, that'll tell you about what, where his he is not bashful at all. Yep, having a game like that, and he's like open from thirty-two feet. Why not? I'll throw the dagger in. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> I mean, so then what? Last night I saw that the I think the first book to open up uh, the Bucks. And the Hawks in the series price, I believe, was Westgate out here in Las Vegas. They opened up Milwaukee minus $4. And right now, I'm looking, DraftKings has Bucks minus 480. Will Hill has Milwaukee minus 430. And BetMGM is sitting at minus $5 for Milwaukee today. Yeah. You can get in the neighborhood. I have not seen 4-1 to one yet on the Hawks. But you, it's like inching closer to 4-1 four, four to one, like by the day. Mm. You like Milwaukee in the series? So I do. I mean, it, the price is getting to the point where maybe you know it might be worth looking at Atlanta. But I thought like four dollars to four fifty was fairly you know, pretty fair for Milwaukee. And the regular season doesn't really tell us much, right? Like Trey Young only played one game, mm-hmm. and that was on the April fifteenth matchup between these two. But like for me, there's like a, there's a couple of things that I wonder how Atlanta handles it, right? You know, for example. We, we talked at the beginning of the series, all the defensive possessions. Who's going to get Trey Young, right? If you're Philadelphia, we know who's going to get Trey Young. It's going to be Drew Holiday. Yep. Drew Holiday is going to match up really well with him. So how Trey Young handles that? Because you mentioned he was awful. We, we just went through the numbers. In terms of shooting, he was not really good in this series. It's not really going to change here against Milwaukee with a guy like Drew on you, right? You hid Trey Young defensively on Seth Curry. Who are you hiding him on in these starting lineups? P.J. Tucker? Because if that's the case, P.J. Tucker's just going to post you up. And you're going to exploit that. So, like... Little things like that, I wonder, from a matchup perspective, how this is going to work for them. You know, And the obvious question, John Collins or Clint Capella on Giannis? If it's John Collins, you're going to get destroyed at the hoop every single time. If it's Clint Capella, Giannis is going to do the stupid thing where he gets the ball at the perimeter, backs up a couple of steps, and then just charges at you every single time. Sure. Like There's all these little matchup things that I think the Hawks are going to have trouble with over the course of a seven-game series. Like I just really wonder 
how they stay in this, especially when you're talking about a series that they won in seven and still posted a negative 3.7 net rating. That's pretty amazing, actually. You know what I mean? I, I would say this, though. What's been like one of the biggest talking points against the Bucks so far in the playoffs, right? Yeah. It's that it was a year-long problem where their three-point defense was far from great, yep. right? And so if they're going to be leaving guys open against the Hawks, they have shooters that can kill you. And we just saw that, right, in mm-hmm. the series against the Sixers. If Trey Young's not having a good day... Well, Herter can hurt you, big time. Uh, they have Gallinari. They have Bogdanovich. How about that? Bogdanovich is playing against a team he should have been on. Right. Right. Going back. He's the guy the Bucks targeted and went after last year. How good would the Bucks have been if they actually ended up? That, that, that's, I mean, it's it that guy, the way that it would work, how many open threes he would get in this offense? Yep. Oh. And Dante DiVincenzo. Well, I think DiVincenzo. Oh, no. he would. Yeah, Dante DiVincenzo coming off the bench. But regardless, no, you're right. And, like, you know, I have that down in my notes, too. Like, one of the things that is going to be interesting is, you mentioned it, like that drop coverage that Milwaukee plays consistently, There is a there's obviously a possibility that Trey Young, every single time, is just like floater, floater, floater. floater exactly, yeah. Kick it out to yep. three-point shooters. Like, yep. there is a realm in which they're successful. And look at the game in which, you know, and Trey Young didn't play in this. But go back to April 25th, the Hawks won that game with a 41-point fourth quarter because they were just drilling threes left and right against Milwaukee. And that was like kind of the low point of the season for the Bucks. So, like, I can totally understand that from that perspective, especially when you go small. Right, and it's just John Collins and Danilo Gallinari, Kevin Herter, Trey Young, and Bogdanovich just raining threes down. So, like, there's definitely some matchups that the Hawks can exploit. I, I just wonder what this is going to look like. Like for the most part, Trey Young on defense. Because remember, Seth Curry had a massive series because they hit Trey Young on him. Sure, there's no hiding Trey Young in the series. Like, yeah, this. yeah. And then this this new group of betters, yeah, who are yeah. dancing all over like the country, betting on the Hawks to win the championship. Uh, ben Fox said, "Vsin tweeted this out last night: twenty thousand on the Hawks to win the NBA title at hundred to one. That's at DraftKings. Uh, Ten thousand at hundred and fifty to one at BetMGM. Seven dimes at eighty to one at BetMGM. Uh, twenty thousand to win the East at forty to forty to one yep. at BetMGM, and uh, ten thousand at fifty to one on DraftKings. And I think they actually had some other big bets out here in Las Vegas as well, yep. where they were like." Coming to town, popping like certain sports books for. You know, Westgate took one or two. I think yeah. one or two huge bets on it, like thousands of dollars as well. And this is from, we understand, like a group of guys. Yeah, I was I asking from what we were being told. Yeah. Jeff Sherman about the, when it first happened. I asked Jeff Sherman. He said, he at least told me that it was a relatively like new group. So, I mean, look at that. And I don't know if like that was clearly you don't know the thinking behind a lot. Maybe they sure. figured that the, the bracket would fall well for them. There were numbers behind the fact that this team had turned things around. But I mean, like, when you were watching that series, with you know after they're down two one, how you're feeling against Philadelphia? The way that the Seventy Sixers have been beating the crap out of them, and here they are now. Uh, I know it. I know. Like you said, was it last four games the Sixers had a double digit lead in all of them? Yeah, games. What was it? Two through? Was it games two through four or three through five? Whatever. Right in it was. that range, yeah. Because yeah. they they won two by double digits, and then they blew back to back double digit leads at halftime. Mm. So would you? Like, as of right now, if you could find a price on, like, Bucks to win the series by game and a half, or dare I say even, like, two and a half games? Yeah. Like that's Based on the price? That's something I would probably attack. You would? Yeah. Hmm. All right. That, that'll be out. I mean, at some point today, if it's not already. Yep. I don't think we have that anywhere here in Las here? Vegas. Yeah, probably not here, <laughs> but uh, at certain sports books it will be. It's Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. So much to get into yet. Uh, from a weekend standpoint and a betting perspective from what took place with hockey, recapping the U.S. Open, some of the bad beats. And it is Jacob deGrom Day today. Uh, first, the team was going to wait. Now he's supposed to be good to go today against the Braves. And sometimes the best strategy is to stay away. That's coming up next.
Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Days for your winnings, cash out instantly with Bet Rivers. Their feature is called Rush Pay. Get your cash when you want it at Bet Rivers Sportsbook, the industry leader with exclusive bets, daily specials, odds, boosts, and the most in play betting options available. As always, get a $250 match bonus, fastest payouts, and only one time playthrough at Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. The offer is valid in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. It's also available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 to play. So looking around during the break, just to confirm, I don't really see the Mets game against yeah. the Braves today. Well, first of all, it is a doubleheader, and this is now back-to-back doubleheaders today for the Braves. Nice spot for that team, team to be in, huh? Um, but Jacob deGrom is scheduled to go, and this is from Tim Healy from Newsday, and by the way, we do have a guest coming up later on today. Just kind of want to get the lowdown on where they are with deGrom today, and if he's definitely going to start tonight where he's at health-wise, how long they plan to pitch him. Tim Healy tweeted this out from Newsday. DeGrom felt good during his routine catch on Sunday morning. And uh, good for tomorrow, question mark. That's the plan, DeGrom said. This is yesterday. The Post had this on Saturday. DeGrom's status remains uncertain, and it sounds like he's going to stay. it's going to stay that way until the day his next turn in the Mets rotation arrives, which is Monday. Mm-hmm. And even like Mets brass, they were saying Monday's going to be the day. That's how we're going to approach it. And uh, they did say that Saturday went really well. 
We wanted to see how Sunday was going to go. And uh, Monday, TBA at this point. But then you had you know other people coming out and say, yeah, it looks like he's going to be good to go for today. I mean, the K-prop tonight, if this guy goes, here's the thing. Like, you're going to, do they make it like nine and a half again? Because how many innings is DeGrom going to go? Like, what's the, what's the plan overall by the organization? Right. But what if he's also, what if he has like another tweak somehow? JVT, he had eight strikeouts through three innings last week. And you could not cash the K prop because he was yanked. Mm -hmm. Or because he's like, "Ah, guys, come on, I'm hurt again. Mm -hmm. And that's tricky. Right, 100%. Well, and, and here's the thing, too, like what you and I talked about. Like, I, th- I thought they could have gotten away with just skipping a start. Sure. Like not, not throwing him out there. And you would think, just reading between the lines and reading the tentative nature behind a lot of these quotes, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of limit on where he's going to be at. Oh, no doubt. Right? Like, just, hey, you know what? Short game, doubleheader, let's just put you out there. Let's warm it up. Let's see what you got. Give us two, three innings, you know, whatever it's going to be, however many pitches. And look, I mean, if it's a pitch count for him, it depends on the pitch count. He could still, as efficient as he is, go insanely deep in the game. Yeah. But like, limit him somewhat, and then just get out of there. I, I'm really, I'd be very intrigued to see what those props are going to be like, just what the workload is, because I just don't think that you need to put him out there at this. point. I don't think so either. I mean, again, he's he's probable. He's scheduled to go today. All signs are pointing towards the Degrom start. And look at his numbers right now, by the way. This is at uh, BetMGM. I did notice a lot of books here have uh, yanked down the odds in the National League. They've been down, I think, for the most part for good four or five days now. But at BetMGM, he's plus 210 to win the MVP, and he's now minus 225 to win the Cy Young. I asked Humans, Matt Humans, probably two or three weeks ago when he was $1.50 to win the Cy Young. I said, if I told you right now that DeGrom was going to like be healthy, he stopped me in my tracks. He goes, I'd, I'd lay, of course I'd lay $1.50. Yep. Right? Yeah. I mean, if, if I told you right now that DeGrom is going to like not miss any more starts and pitch the rest of the way, I would gladly lay 225 where it is right now. Yep. But you can't, and just the worry is it's not even just the one, it's multiple times now with yes. what's going on with him and a couple of setbacks. And, and like I said, like when we read the reports initially when he got hurt, when you read the comments now, there seems to be some weird tension behind the comments, like with him, right? It doesn't seem to be some run of the mill type of issue with him. It seems to be like, and maybe it's just because he's so good, you want to be insanely careful with him. But there seems to be like an, an air of like overcaution with what's happening with him. And maybe that just means it's not that serious. Maybe again, he's just their best player. But it does sure. seem to be a little different in the the vibe that you're getting out of New York around. This. So I think you know, again, as I said before the break, like sometimes the best attack is just to stay away. Your best weapon. Uh, I, there's no way I can touch this game today. Yeah. He could go out there and honestly, Jacob Degrom is good enough. He can go strike. He could pitch. He could throw like 65 pitches today and have 10 strikeouts. Yep. That's how good the guy is. Well, and if he's going to be out there too, you obviously know the price is going to be relatively large. And this Mets lineup again has kind of disappeared for the most part. Jeff McGill might come back today, but it's been ice cold for the most part. I think what against the the uh, in the Washington series, they only had like what 21 hits. Yeah. And nine runs. Like it wasn't yeah. really that good. And they played four games. Like yeah, it wasn't very great for the Mets in terms of their lineup over the weekend. Uh, your guy on Friday, Lucchese. Yeah. Was was really good. Was brilliant. Yep. The, the numbers showed that he was great. But what happened? Lost one nothing. Yep. Could give him zero yep. runs of support. Uh, we will continue talking some Major League Baseball. There was some uh, pretty incredible developments over the weekend. I think a team is completely under the radar in the American League. And I, I don't know if this losing streak in the National League is catching enough attention. My God, we're talking about one of the worst teams maybe of all time right now. Details and all that coming up next.
We are live today, as always, from the OddTrader.com studio here at Circa Resort and Casino. OddTrader.com. Download the free OddTrader app right now. Start winning with up to the second info that you need. You're going to find real-time bet tracking, and you can also compare sportsbook sign-up bonuses. It's the website, OddTrader.com. By the way, today in Major League Baseball, we can go back and check on this. Uh, the Dodgers are dogs today. Yep. For the first time in, like, what, 150 games? They are like plus 115 on the road as uh, Urias goes against Darvish and the Padres. Their their power rating has been astronomical the entire season. Dollar 26 this morning here at Circa. Yep. Now, and I don't know if it's going to happen today. Here's the important part for this series too: is that Muncie and Bellinger could be back. The reports are yeah. during the series. Whether it's today, we don't know yet. Uh, but that's the other treat because I actually I really wanted to make a case for the Dodgers here, and obviously it's not hard to make a case for the Dodgers. They're extremely good. Uh, but since Muncie, Bellinger, and these guys have been hit or hurt, you know their their lineup's been pretty righty heavy, and you wonder if you know you want some of those left-handed bats in a lineup like this against Darvish. But uh, hell, this team is it's really intriguing to see them at like a plus one. I think it was like plus one fifteen. It is. Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna probably have to be on the Dodgers today. Yeah. I mean, Rios is great, right? The lineup overall still is productive, whether He's... or not they'd have Bellinger in that lineup. Like, sure. So weekend observations from what took place in Major League Baseball. Uh, a lot to get into. The Astros kind of took care of business against the White Sox, huh? Yep. If those are two of the better teams in the American League, the Astros swept them in all four games. I think they outscored them 27-8. to eight. And you notice this. It seems like nobody's talking. People are, I don't know if they're just like, with what happened, the cheating, they don't want to recognize how good the team is still. You know, they don't want to give them credit for what's going on this year. Like, you found them at 6-1 to one to win the American League. I just got a message right now during the break. They're plus 750 at points bet. Wow, which we don't have access to right. out here in Nevada, obviously. But six to one, I thought was a good number to win the American League. Look at how they're just humming along, and again, tied right now. The the, the A's this weekend. How many games are you going to blow against the Yankees? Come on, guys. Yeah, you're going to get masterful pitching performances from the guys like Bassett and yesterday with Manea. Shut the games down. Win those games. The Yankees stink. Take care of them. I didn't have any. I did actually. Come, come. I had I had the A's on uh, Saturday, I believe, with Bassett. Okay, but that's like again. That's my fault. I probably should have had him first five because mm-hmm. I like betting first fives usually more than the game winning spots like that. But you, you blow a big lead like 4-1. You're getting home runs from guys like Matt Olson again who has like 20 now. But come on. And then yesterday, Manea has like 10 strikeouts through five. You can't win the game. Losing a walk-off triple play. Like, but I, To your point about the Astros, this is the best lineup in baseball. Like Statistically, it is the best lineup in baseball if you want to look across the board with this team. And they have been mashing. And, and you're actually, you're getting like quality pitching performances for the season, like from guys you didn't really expect. Like sure. that's the other part, right? And maybe that's why there's this, you know, tentative nature about buying into this team in the big picture. But if you have a lineup like this, you're going to get away with the line, with the pitching staff, even if there is some regression to the mean, but there, there doesn't seem to be any coming. From yeah. I, I think, again, that's probably like hesitation because no more Verlander, right? right? No more Garrett Cole. Well, that's now been like a couple of years here yep. that we're talking about with Cole anyway. And the young guys who have kind of like filled in, you can't even call them fill-ins anymore. They've been like sensational at times. The Valdez kid has been really, really good. Yep. Um, but that team again, the White Sox are, and the White Sox have injuries. A, a lot of them, by the way. You take you know a couple of key parts out of the uh, lineup for pretty much the entire year. That's going to kill you. But White Sox are still really, really good. They got mauled this weekend against the Astros. Yep. Another one, by the way, going back to last week. And I bet them the timing here was was just beautiful, right? 
as I say that uh, sarcastically, I bet the Reds, and I talked about on the air, 15-1 to to win their division. Piping hot. Offense is blazing. They go to San Diego, who was struggling. What happens? Of course, the Padres sweep them in a four-game set. Of course they do. And then, of course, you get the wild game Thursday night. (laughs) The way they lost that game. Yeah. Yeah, so that was no good. But yeah, yeah, I think you're onto something here with the Astros at six to one in that neighborhood. Yeah, I'm again, again, yeah. I mean, because like you said, like the seven fifty, I didn't. That's and we don't have access. Yeah, to that, but across the board, you're talking about like plus four twenty five. I think they're closer to three, like fifty here. Yeah. At, at circa, so just from a price perspective, like I think they're going to win this division. This offense is absolutely incredible. Even if you get some regression with this pitching staff, there's a lot to like about this Houston team, man. A lot to like. And I was going to make the case today. Well, the Rays are losing too. That's we should point that out, right? Six straight for the Rays. Yeah. Yep, yep. But they have uh, this superhero kid coming up. Yep. Is it today? This week, I know for sure. This week, because I don't, they, they don't think they play today. So, yeah, Wander Franco is going to be called up. And, like, and you read some of the scouting reports. Oh, I mean. Like, I think all of his tools, at least like a 50, I think was what I was reading in terms of, of, yeah, in terms of his tools and everything like that, 50 grade across the board. Like, it's nuts God. what he can do as a hitter, as a defender. They're really hyping this kid. I can't wait to see him. Isn't it amazing, though? The, am I wrong? Like the Rays have a kid like this almost every single year. Of course, M- maybe not like who is thought of to be like this great of a prospect. Mm-hmm. But look at a Rosarina last year. Yep. Look at some of the pitchers they brought up over the years. It's like every year the Rays are in it, and they you know obviously need that extra pop right now, so they're going to have to bring him up. Um, a game I wanted to make a case for today was actually the Astros. Okay. They they opened yeah. up a dollar forty five at Baltimore. It's oh, moved twenty cents now, so I'm not going to tell you to go run out and bet the uh, Astros. But I do think a dollar sixty-five. Uh, I don't like laying that big of a number in baseball, but that still actually might be a little bit cheap. And as we're seeing right now, it's as high as a dollar seventy-five. But here at Circa, they opened up one forty-five last night against the uh, Orioles and Keegan. Oh my aching ass! Yep. And the Orioles are a disaster. Not as bad as the Diamondbacks. This is just uh, dreadful. And by the way, if you had the Dodgers on the run line yesterday, set one out. They gave up uh, six runs in the bottom of the eighth. Yep. And they still won 9-8, but they couldn't cover the run line. Here's what I have with the Diamondbacks. 17 straight losses. They're JBT. They have one win this month. Mm-hmm. And that was back on June 1st. Today's what, the 21st? They have one win. They have six wins since May 1st. Six. Pretty bad. They are 33 games below 500. And look at today. I know it's Brett Anderson on the mound for the, for the Brewers. You could get like a dollar ten or a dollar fifteen on the Diamondbacks. I wanted to make what? a case for Arizona, but I wanted a little bit more on the other because I think like you know you've seen you know you track these a lot. Merrill Kelly's got some stuff underlying in his numbers that you know there's some yeah. really some there's something there. Right, five forty ERA, four hundred seven expected fielding independent. You know, larger sample size that you know the the Brewers lineup has been much better, but for the season, some pretty poor numbers against right-handed pitching this year for the Milwaukee Brewers. Like we're talking like twenty eighth and weighted runs created plus twenty seventh strikeout rate, thirtieth OPS. Like a lot of bad numbers from Milwaukee's lineup against sure. right-handed pitchers. Sure, but I, I like I was expecting like plus one twenty five, right? I, plus one thirty. I would say I mean to even get involved with the Diamondbacks, right? Don't talk to me for anything like under plus 150 right now. And not even the game, but like a first five on Kelly, something like that. Sure, but yeah. I, I was expecting a little bit more there. and Maybe the, mar- the market reflects the fact that there is something there with Kelly. Here. Uh, so Chris Bennett, who does all the baseball here at Circa, he responded to my tweet last night when I sent that out about their numbers, and he goes, you get this, this run is absolutely incredible. And he said, what, what's crazy about it is it's not like they're plus $3 every day. Yep. They're not at all. That might change soon because they get the, the Padres, I think, later this week. 
and they're at the Dodgers next in the next two weeks, I believe, before the All-Star break, so they could be catching, you know, three to one at that point. We will uh, tie in updated NBA Finals MVP numbers and Con Smythe odds with future odds to win the championship next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. DraftKings Sportsbook now and get a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Simply download the app, sign up using promo code VSIN and get started with the only top-rated sportsbook that matters. DraftKings, you can bet on it. You or someone you know is a gambling problem. Crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for full terms and conditions. This is going to be fun with uh, Philadelphia moving forward now after they lost last night in seven games the Atlanta Hawks. So Atlanta took, what, three games on the road in that series? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So that means the Sixers won twice in Atlanta. But great job by, by the Hawks. Uh, what a turnaround, by the way. Right? After the midseason coaching firing, mm-hmm. McMillan steps in. They now make this long run like this. And uh, they're huge dogs now. I mean, they're like almost, they're in that plus 350, plus 375 range to beat the Bucks. Yep. Now, this is uh, some, we'll give you some NBA Finals MVP odds coming up in a minute. We'll also tie in some Con Smythe here to the NHL. But if you can't, in case you missed it from last night, 
couple of uh, pieces of audio that we wanted to play for you. First of all, here's the coach for the 76ers, and I don't think a lot of people are going to have nice things to say about him today or this week. It's Doc Rivers, and he is uh, asked after the game about the future with Ben Simmons. Doc, do you think Ben Simmons can, can still be a point guard for, for a championship team like the one you guys want to become? Yeah, David, I don't know that question or the answer to that right now. Um, you know, so I don't know the answer to that. How many times do you hear a coach essentially just taking his player and saying, huh, here's the bus. Huh, you want me to, you're going to get under the bus right now. We're going to drive that bus over you like three times. We're going to reverse it over you again. Huh, how does that feel, pal? I, like, you might as well just be like, what do you think, man? Like, did you, did you watch him play? Yeah, right. He stinks. <laughs> the guy's terrible. He won't shoot. And take a single. Do you see a layup he passed up? I want to trade him right now. Just start freaking out on him. I can't believe we gave him 178 mil. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that doesn't happen very often. No. And, it, like, clearly it's frustration, too, right? The way that you lose, blowing two massive halftime leads, which are all Ben Simmons' fault as well, right? I, that's why I tweeted that earlier. I was like, man, how could Ben Simmons force Matisse Thibel to foul on that three-point shot? Yeah. Or force Ben or excuse me, Joel Embiid to turn the ball over? That was the other thing, too. Ben, uh, Joel Embiid. And this, is, this goes back to Doc Rivers and the coaching. How many times did you watch in that series, Joel Embiid gets the key, top of the key, really slow pump fake, and then drive, and then spin, and then turn it? Like, it wasn't working, bro. Yep. Like, do something else. Like, the offensive game plan was so bad. But yep. it's all Ben Simmons' fault. Did you want Embiid taking threes? If they're there, like he's a decent shooter. He's, he's, a, he's it's, yeah. It's about the volume with Embiid, I think, in terms of the three-point shooting. Yeah, right. Sure. And especially as as to how how dominant he can be from the low post. And like, what we what, was it game two where he's got Clint Capella on? Like Clint Capella catches the lob and dunks on him. And he goes okay, and he comes right back down and just finishes on him in the post. Sure. Like those are the kind of things where it's like I'd like to see a little bit more of that. But the menis- the meniscus, right? How much did that I affect know. him? Was he yeah. too? Did he want to rely on the mid-range jumper because he didn't want to get his physical? But I think the volume of the three-point shots is what you can quibble with. Okay, so this was Embiid, and man, does he slow-roll this answer. Last night after the game, he was asked about, hey, what, what the hell went wrong? I don't know how to say it, uh, but I thought the turning point was just, you know, we had uh, an open shot, and, you know, we missed, uh, we made one free throw, and uh, we missed the other, and then they came down and scored, uh, and uh, we didn't get a good pos- uh, possession on the other end, and Trey came back and he made a three, and then from there, uh, down four, uh, and then I go, I... All right, so by the way, like we cut out the first 20 seconds of it because it's yeah. not good radio, TV. He sat there and he's like, um, uh, let's see here, the biggest turning point of the game. Like, he was in his head, how do I possibly say this without doing what Doc Rivers did to my teammate? There was no way. (laughs) And he didn't. He didn't. He's like, but the biggest spot of the game was we had an open shot, and we made one and two free throws. Yep. (laughs) And and you know what's, it's like, if you watch that game too, down the stretch late, Ben Simmons actually did a pretty good job defensively. On consecutive possessions, he he forced a turnover from Trey Young where he pokes the ball out right, yep. and they and I don't know if they I think they end up recovering that or Atlanta gets it. And there was another one where he comes back around, pokes the ball back out again. He actually got was he was getting pissed because there was nobody who was active and jumping on the ball when he turns it over. Like there's positives with Simmons' game. Like I, I just keep going back to the fact that like there's so many like MB deserves blame. The turnovers were atrocious. He had yep. one late. Yep. This is karma too, by the way. Do you remember this? This was popping back up on social media yesterday. So back in 2018. Ben Simmons was streaming, 
Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with PUBG, Player Unknown Battlegrounds. It's like a you know, Call of Duty type game. You play it all the time, I'm sure. But he was playing with Carl Anthony Towns. And he asked, it was during the regular season, he asked, he's like, hey, why don't you play another one? And Carl's like, I ah, know, I got to play. We got a game tomorrow. He goes, who are you playing? The Hawks. Oh, you got time. Simmons tells him, oh, you got plenty of time. Oh, is that what he said? <laughs> yes. So did Hawks players actually remember that? It was popping back up on social media. Was yeah. it really? Oh, yeah. Amazing. That's a world I know absolutely nothing about anymore. I gave up video games when I was like 24. I evidently made a huge mistake. Oh, dude. I, is... I think if I came along, if I was like 22 years old right now, right? With how much time I spent playing video games when I was younger, yeah. I, I think I would honestly be one of the world's best. No, dude. I'll, you come over. You can, play the, you can get on the sticks. Play, I got a PlayStation 5. You can try it out. Is that what we're calling it now? Get on the sticks? Yeah. Man. I, and I just, like the graphics and technology, it's like real life stuff. Yeah. Nah, I said that. For you, it used to be one stick. You would just handle it like that. Yeah. 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 So why don't we look at, and we're going to post some, um, up, well, some odds to win the NBA Finals MVP. And I've, I will be completely upfront here and tell you that I've bet a couple of these already that are already gone, right? Like they're, they're very enticing to me. For example, I had Jordan Clarkson like at around 250 to one. I got him last week. Mm. I think they were up two games to one. I'm like making the case. The Jazz take care of the Clippers, right? Yep. Uh, Chris Paul has the COVID. They make a run to the NBA finals. Maybe a guy like this. We've seen this before with like Andre Iguodala, right? Right. Winning the NBA finals MVP. Who could like 250 to one. I'll put pizza money on that for sure. I had James Harden at 35 and 45 to 1. That was when they were, well, I got him at various times of the series, but if the Nets got by the Bucks, right, and they're going to be hosting the Hawks to go to the finals, like you'd give, you wouldn't take 35 or 45 to 1 on Harden once they got to the NBA finals? 100%. So anyway, those are three losing tickets I've had so far, but really good numbers. And we'll post, like before yesterday here, this is what it looked like. Giannis was plus 160, Booker plus 410, PG plus 470, Paul 7 to 1. I'm really kicking myself over Chris Paul, and I talked about this with the humans last week. He was 42 to 1. And I noticed it right before they played one of their games, and I couldn't get to it fast enough, and they took it off the board as the game started. Missed 42 to 1 on Chris Paul. I'd like to have that back. Uh, Trey Young was 31 to 1 as of yesterday. How about Middleton at 46 to 1? Yeah. Okay. But now this is they're updated after last night. We're on very early in the morning, obviously. Giannis is down to plus 110 right now for the finals MVP. Booker is 310, Paul's 450, George 9 to 1. Trey Young right now is 12 to 1. But JVT, you can still find right now Middleton is 27 to 1, and Drew Holiday is 38 to 1. Would you have any interest whatsoever in either one of those guys? Yeah, well, I think Middleton more than Drew Holiday has not been good. He's been awful. And he had like the three possession stretch where he just suddenly started hitting shots in game seven against Brooklyn. But no, like I, well, I think Middleton. I was actually just having this conversation on Twitter yesterday. Like Middleton's a severely underrated player. He's been. I mean, what do you go? That tweet that you sent over. Uh, which one? He went back to back games oh, yeah. with like twenty ten five and five. First player to do this is like nineteen seventy six. Yep. And then you look at like for example, it's funny because we always bring this up. If he has a, if he has a bad game, it's oh my god, why they pay him that money? Nobody talks about the fact that he absolutely roasted Miami in the first round. His 21 and a half points, 6.8 rebounds, 4.3 assists on 49 and 40% shooting from the floor and from three-point range. He, he was nuts. He could be really good. And especially if you start to get more in terms of like plays run for him. There was actually a stretch. Finally, when Bud down the stretch of that game seven, they actually ran like a couple of screens for him so we can get open mid-range shots. Was sinking him left and right. I, I like if we're talking shots for sure, Chris Middleton, I think, could yeah. be one. Yeah. Uh, I wish I would have been him at 46 to 1. And I was thinking about adding him 
this is yesterday before the action actually started. But at 27 to 1, I still think probably worth a pop. If if somebody wins it on the like if the Bucks win the championship. Yes, of course, Giannis is going to be favored to win the finals MVP. But right. if he doesn't, Middleton would be second in line. The, the one you're, yeah, Chris Middleton, first player to record 20 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, 5 steals in back-to-back playoff games since 1976. Mm. Look at this tweet, by the way, from Hilton Hoops on Giannis. This is uh, once the Nets took a 2-0 lead in the series. Yep. The last three are insane. Pretty good, I'd say. 34 on at least 30 points on 60% shooting for three straight games. And I was, I just, I get so mad at him though at times watching him offensively. Well, even in game seven, some of the jump shots he's taken. I, it's just, I, I want to break my TV, man. Right? I really do. It's frustrating, but he still puts up these numbers like this. It's like, God, it's amazing. Um, how about down the list a little bit more? What kind of series would it be for DeAndre Ayton if we get Suns Bucks? He's 140 to one to win the finals MVP. I don't think it'd be a great one. I don't think it'd be a good yeah, one. I don't, I don't think, think it'd be. Would, I don't think that one would go very well for him. <laughs> no, I think. I, and by the way, I like Aiton a lot. Yeah, but like, like in a series like this against the Clippers, like there's a chance he's going to like eat and feast against the Clippers, right? Because they're going to try to go small. Zubac is is good, but he's not great. But sure, there's so much size in that front court. Like I don't know what you're doing if you're Aiton. Uh, Bridges is 140 to one. See, I can see him like popping a zillion, you know, corner threes against the Bucks. Yeah. Uh, Capella is 250 to one. John Collins is 250 to one. They're the only players posted as of right now. Uh, to the Con Smythe, I did add somebody to the Con Smythe portfolio over the weekend. Braden Point for the Lightning, 14 to one to win the Con Smythe. Yep. What is he? He scored a goal in seven straight games. Seven straight and nine out of ten. He's a point. He's <laughs> for pun intended. He's a point machine. Like he really yes. is. He's he's fast. He's a problem on the ice. The Islanders have a trouble containing him. I, like I, that's surprising to me. The, the double digits, 14 to 1 on point, given how impactful he is. Absolutely. And so I would be shopping around today. By the way, I would specifically be looking for Golden Knight players not named Marc-Andre Fleury after what t- took place last night. Robin Leonard? What are we doing? Do they go Robin Leonard in Game 5? And Marc-Andre Fleury was like plus 180 the other day. Yep. That means that you're going to have value on guys like I bet. Um, Pacioretty, uh, Petrangelo, Mark Stone might be worth a shot right now. Yep. Because if it's not going to be Flurry, or if DeBoer operates like this, uh, he said it again on Saturday night. He's doubling down, and his history suggests he'll be wrong again. That's coming up next. Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.